love. Welcome to the e-commerce marketing society podcast, a podcast for women who want to grow their online store or e-commerce brand by improving their marketing. I'm your host, Lisa Byrne, an e-commerce marketing coach for women with 20 years of marketing experience under my belt. I help women increase sales and decrease stress by helping them focus on the right things instead of doing all the things. As well as hearing from me, I gather my favorite women in e-commerce to share their stories of growth and expertise because we all know it takes a village to grow a successful business. Welcome to the society. Let's get focused and have some fun. Hello, welcome to episode 47. I'm super excited for this episode because we're talking about something very new, well, newish, but very exciting, TikTok ads for e-commerce. Look, TikTok has been around for quite a few years now, but over the past, let's say, six months, there has been a significant shift towards advertising on the platform, particularly for e-commerce brands. And it's come at a perfect time, really, because we know that Facebook ads have become more difficult to to see results, to track results. You know the gist. You've heard me talk about it before. So TikTok hasn't been as affected by those privacy changes that Facebook has. So it is ready and primed to be potentially the solution to e-commerce paid advertising that Facebook sadly isn't anymore. So today I am talking to Savannah Sanchez. I'm so thrilled to have her on the podcast. I have followed her for a while. She has got an incredible background in marketing. She's an expert in TikTok media buying and ad creative strategies and is now the founder of Social Savannah. She works directly with the top e-commerce brands managing their TikTok creative content and ad campaigns. Now, Savannah has tons of experience in growing agency teams, working with uh, media buyers. She is a media buyer, her background, and now she is focusing on TikTok ads for e-commerce brands. And she is going to walk us through everything that we need to know if we want to start dipping our toe in that pond, very exciting pond. So take a listen, let me know what you think. And I think you'll enjoy it. Welcome, Savannah. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you so much. I know you're super busy, but so excited to chat with you today all about TikTok and paid advertising for e-commerce brand owners and your very interesting, very accomplished background. So why don't you introduce yourself? for the listeners. Thank you so much. Yeah. My name is Savannah Sanchez. My business is the social Savannah. I work with some of the top e-commerce brands on their TikTok advertising, as well as helping them create really great ad creatives. In particular, my specialty is UGC or user-generated content, Um, content that looks super organic to TikTok. So I have a team that makes really great ad creatives. And then I assist clients with their media buying. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And before we jumped on, we hit record, we were talking about e-commerce, I guess, as, you know, state of play. I was saying how in Australia here, we've just had some floods and that's really impacted sales for small to medium and probably large as well. And you were saying it's similar in the US, things are, you know, a little bit trickier this start of the year. 
Yeah, I think there's a few factors. I think the biggest one being iOS 14.5, those changes from April, it seems to not be getting any better on Facebook and Instagram. It's like every month it's becoming more and more of an uphill battle and it's getting more expensive and the data coming back is getting worse. So I think that's just been a huge challenge for brands that have been reliant on Facebook and Instagram, which is most brands, um, especially e-commerce. So that's been really tricky. And I think in the U S there definitely is more of like price consciousness, people not spending as much gas is so crazy right now. Um, people are really just focusing on the necessities. So it was interesting because a lot of brands had really great black Fridays and cyber Mondays, which was great to see, but it's just been a lot slower to recover. Like typically we expect January to be slow as people have just spent a lot of money on Christmas and aren't ready to just keep shopping over and over again. But usually we start seeing things start picking up in February and March, but this year it does seem slower to pick up. And I don't know if it's both of those factors or other things as well, but it's, it's been more difficult than prior years, especially on Facebook and Instagram. Totally. And I think that will come as a comfort to some listeners listening, thinking, you know, because quite often it feels like you're the only one experiencing these peaks and troughs and trickiness. So it will come to some comfort for listeners. And I guess, you know, as marketers, you and I, it's the next question is, well, what do we focus on and where do we put our energy? And for the brands that have been focusing on their foundations and their organic marketing strategy, they're in a better position to be, you know, to pivot their paid advertising strategies. And I guess one of the noisiest paid advertising strategies that we've been hearing here in Australia and globally is all about TikTok. And I guess that's sort of where you're specializing in now and in particular user-generated content. So I'd love to dive into that with you. And I guess, you know, spending behavior has definitely softened, as we were just saying, in February and unfortunately now still into March. But their online content-consuming behaviors has certainly not softened, you know, where more people are moving to TikTok. Can you tell us a little bit about why that is and what TikTok content is all about? Yeah, absolutely. I think TikTok is the best channel for e-commerce brands right now by far. A lot of my brands that I mentioned that I work with that were really spending a lot last year on Facebook and Instagram are now way more focused on figuring out TikTok. And for the brands I'm working with, we're seeing TikTok, not only are we seeing like four times cheaper CPMs, but people are actually ready to convert on TikTok. People are going to TikTok to discover new brands, new products. They're using it as part of their shopping like exploration of figuring out whether they're going to buy something or not and to discover new products. So I've really enjoyed working with TikTok. I started advertising on TikTok for my clients back in April of 2020. And back then it was very, very different. The platform was not as sophisticated. Tracking was terrible. It was, it was really rough. But with that said, they've made such amazing improvements to their platform. While Facebook and Instagram, I feel like have been going downhill and TikTok has really gained a lot of steam and been going uphill. Even with the iOS 14.5 of update, TikTok really wasn't as affected, if at all, by this as Facebook and Instagram. I think that the way the TikTok algorithm was built because it was very close to when these updates were happening, Mm -hmm. I think that they almost designed the machine learning systems um, not to rely on so much data. So 
it was almost like from the start when you advertise on TikTok, we didn't really have much data to work with. So when this attribution change happened with iOS 14.5 of data being limited, it really didn't make any difference on TikTok because as TikTok marketers, we were already used to working off very little data. So that was like the first thing that why I really like this platform. But beyond that, especially in the last year, because that was a year ago and now iOS 14.5 happened, which is crazy. It's been a year. TikTok has just shot up in terms of their ability to put the right ads in front of the right people. I would say the user behavior too, like TikTok has just blown up. It's not just for teenagers anymore. All demographics are on TikTok. I think I heard a stat that the average user time per day is 50 minutes, which is just insanity that people are spending on average 50 minutes a day on TikTok consuming videos. And for my clients, we're seeing through post-purchase surveys, as well as like Google Analytics data, that TikTok is actually driving purchases. Like not only are there people who are clicking on the ad right then and purchasing, but there's also people that we're discovering from our post-purchase survey that purchase later on in the journey. So they find out the brand from TikTok and then they get retargeted with a Facebook ad later, or they go to Google and search them later. But in the surveys, they're saying that they found out about this brand because of TikTok. So we're seeing by utilizing these surveys and by utilizing the data that TikTok provides us, as well as Google Analytics, we're seeing that TikTok really is meaningful in the purchase conversion journey. And mm-hmm. so that's why we're continuing to double down on it, especially right now, since it's not as expensive as Facebook and Instagram. I'm hoping that by being on this podcast, I'm not letting the secret out of yes. everyone now blocking the TikTok um, and driving up the CPMs, which I know is innovative, but at least yeah. for right now, it's still relatively cheap. That's so interesting. Like two things that, that TikTok wasn't as impacted by the privacy changes, because I guess for, for Facebook and Instagram, the data that was relying on ran so deep. Whereas with TikTok, it's based on what you're scrolling and what you're spending time looking at, what you're diving mm-hmm. deeper into. And mm-hmm. that's where the beauty of the targeting, I guess, comes in. So say for you know someone who is right into skincare, the ads that they'll be serving would be so effective because that's what they're consuming on there. And to your second point about how it's becoming more effective and it's more cost effective for people to start advertising on there because it's not as popular as Facebook. And I really do hope that those big brands don't come and, you know, wash the little guys out of the water and push up those costs for us. So for a small to medium-sized businesses, how would you say the best way is to get started? So like to dip your toe into the water? Yeah. I always recommend the first thing to focus on is getting good creatives. That's really what makes or breaks if you're going to succeed on TikTok is the actual videos that people are going to be watching, which is no surprise because it's a video first platform. People are going to TikTok to be entertained, to be educated, just to zone out for a bit for any reason. But the last thing they want to do when they are in their free time is to be advertised to. So you have to be a bit sneaky about it. And by that, I mean, when you're creating content for TikTok, making sure it doesn't look like an ad, it looks organic to the platform. It's interesting to watch, giving someone a reason to watch. So really if you are spending time on TikTok, you'll start to realize what videos you are just organically interacting with and pick up on the trends in terms of, oh, this really caught my attention in the first three seconds. Maybe it's something I could try for an ad or or anything that just from learning by being on the platform. 
and then utilizing those trends and what you're seeing work organically in terms of getting virality. And you're trying to incorporate some of those same elements when you make videos about your product. So first things first is to really focus on making great TikToks and whether that's you creating it in-house, filming on your iPhone, which of course is preferred, um, editing it in TikTok or working with TikTok creators, getting the right creatives is really the most important thing. The media buying side of it is very straightforward. In my opinion, I think it's easier to media buy on TikTok than it is Facebook. Very consolidated. I'm all about a consolidated, easy account structure, only a few campaigns running at a time or a couple ad sets, keeping the, uh, the targeting broad. So I won't say that you need to be a media buying genius by any means to figure out TikTok, because I think it is pretty straightforward in terms of picking the targeting, picketing your conversions objective, but really what's going to set you apart is the videos. And that's where you'll have to spend a lot of your time doing the creative testing and putting in the work to figure out which videos are going to resonate with the audience you're targeting. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, a lot of small to medium-sized business owners, they get stuck because they're often juggling so many things on their plate as it is. And now they have to become video content creators. So I can totally empathize with how they might feel hearing that, oh my gosh, we've got to create more video. But I guess the beauty with TikTok and from what I have consumed, and I feel a bit bad because my TikTok consumption is probably more like a couple of hours rather than 50 minutes. (laughs) But the beauty is that it doesn't have to be perfectly polished. It kind of, it's more entertainment. And that's where, you know, user-generated content comes in. It feels natural. It feels like it's not a brand that's just spent 20K on an ad. I think that's the beauty of it, right? 100%. I think authenticity is at the core of TikTok. And those people in the comment section will call you out if you're not authentic or if you say something a little off or um, people are really looking for authenticity, especially in the brands that they purchase from, especially for smaller brands. Like I would see some of the best ads. It's actually just the founder talking to the camera, why they created the product, maybe even like showing like them boxing it up, their experience in the warehouse, like behind the scenes. People don't want to purchase from some brand that they just think is like drop shipping from China. There's They don't know the mission behind it. They don't know the face behind it. But the small brands that I see succeeding on TikTok, the founder really is front and center and explaining why they created this, why they exist, like how they're here to help people behind the scenes content. And people want to buy from people. They don't want to buy from these faceless brands. And I use the word brand loosely when I refer to like these drop shipping products or yes. cheap stuff from Amazon. They, especially if, if they're going to be making a larger purchase decision, I think that people on TikTok really care about the story behind the brand. Yes. Getting the brand and the brand owner and their story and their reason, their values front and center is music to my ears because that is something that I've been championed for so long, but probably not so much for people who hate getting in front of the camera. But you know what? It's kind of that make or break time for businesses. If you've relied on Facebook ads, you know, you don't have a choice. You've got to find a different way of connecting with your audience. And if that means that you have to get out of your comfort zone and put your face out there, it's time. You know, it's time to stop making excuses about hiding and not sharing your unique story. And I guess TikTok, yes, it's something new we have to learn and do, but look, e-commerce, I feel it's not in the glory days as it was maybe in 2020 and previous to that, 
we are in a different time and we have to yeah try different things yeah i think recognizing that this time is really difficult i think that it's it's not like if you're listening to this and you're thinking things are down like just know you're not in this alone and it's it's never been more difficult for brands to advertise online but at the same time i feel like with these new platforms like tiktok there's also so much opportunity so i would say it's easy to get down especially with the whole Facebook and Instagram thing. And I, I don't want to minimize like how hurtful this has been for businesses. But I think that to your point, like whether it's you getting from the camera on TikTok getting comfortable or finding creators that can really speak to your brand. I've also seen brands like hire interns or have like their marketing person be kind yes. of like the face of their TikTok and they do really creative stuff with that. So if you really don't have the time or don't, feel like you'd be the best person to be in camera. Like, I think that's something that you can definitely hire for. And like a recent college grad, that's like a TikTok expert and wants to kind of be the face of the brand and tell the story and do the behind the scenes. So it doesn't necessarily have to be you. So I would say, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Um, just start experimenting and, and trying and also spending time on the platform and researching what other brands are doing, your competitors, other ones in your industry, big brands, small brands, everyone's just trying to figure this out together. There's no magical formula for cracking TikTok. There was, I'd be a billionaire, but mm -hmm. <laughs> because there's, there isn't a formula just like there isn't for e-commerce or anything else. It's all trial and error and testing. I think it's just, first of all, just being a, a student of the platform, absorbing what these other brands are doing, seeing what you could try for yourself, and then not being afraid to try and put yourself out there and expect that not every post that you make on TikTok is going to be a home run. Not everything is going to go viral. It's all part of the journey. Like when I started making ads for brands, some of the early ones I watch, I'm like, Ooh, that wasn't, that wasn't my best work. Mm -hmm. Like when I look at the ads I make now, I'm like, Oh, these ads are so much better. So just know that like, don't put so much pressure on yourself to be an expert right away or to create a viral video right away, or to see even a profitable return on your videos right away. It is testing and learning in its truest form. But I think that the advantage is, is that it's a new platform. Everyone's still trying to figure it out together. It's still cheap. And so might as well take advantage of this time to try it now, as opposed to like trying to figure out Facebook right now. <laughs> like I would say for a new brand on Facebook right now, it's never been more difficult. I would rather put that attention towards a platform that's cheaper. And I think has more promise at this point. Yeah, that's really, really good advice. And it's comforting also to know that the, the advertising platform on there is easier to use than Facebook ads and it can be kept pretty simple because that's the other thing that Facebook ads has against it is that it's so hard for an average person to get in there and actually figure it out. Um, yeah. So hopefully TikTok helps in that respect as well. And you mentioned talking with creators, which is a something I'd really love to chat with you about. So I love the idea of getting somebody else in your team. You know, it could even be the warehouse guy. It could be the, <laughs> you know, the receptionist, pull everybody into it. But also if you don't have that and you don't really want to get in front of the camera, you can start working with creators or influencers. So could you tell us a little bit about that? Of course. I think that partnering with content creators on TikTok is so smart because for me personally, like I don't spend that much time on TikTok. I'd rather work with someone that understands the trends, understands what's working on TikTok, is creating content for themselves every day. 
so that I can focus on my business. So I can, I can completely relate to that struggle of not wanting to just spend all your time on TikTok and figure out how to make good content. So identifying content creators to help you and to work with, I think is really important. I start by just looking at hashtags like related to my business. So if I'm selling lipstick, very easy going like makeup hashtags, lipstick tutorials. And I'm often looking for people who have like less than 10,000 followers. So I'm not looking to look with these big influencers, but I'm really just evaluating the quality of the content, like the way that they shoot it, the lighting, how they talk to the camera, how entertaining is it? And people who are just starting out with building their own following and community. So I think those are perfect places to start. If you're a smaller brand is to start reaching out to these more micro influencers and figuring out some ways of partnering together. I've seen brands do it in multiple ways. It's could be as easy as like, here's a hundred dollars. Here's my product. Can you make a post for me? That's an option that some content creators prefer. Personally, I think it's best to develop really deep and longer relationships with content creators. Like if you can find someone, whether to work with you on like a, like a small part-time basis where you can contract them to make three to five videos for you a week. And these aren't videos that they're necessarily posting on, the, on their profile to their followers. This can be just for them to create content for your brand to post on your brand's TikTok. So the benefit of that is that the content creator doesn't have to feel like their whole feed is taken over by ads and by sponsored content. Because I think as a content creator, they really want to make sure that they're not like bombarding their audience yeah. with ads as well. Yeah. So I think positioning the offering as more of like a, I want to hire you as a part-time content creator. You're clearly very talented with creating content. I would love to send you my products, put you on a weekly or monthly retainer for three to five videos, whatever it is. And then you have a consistent flow of content and the creator is going to get more and more comfortable with your product. You're going to be giving them feedback about, oh, like you should maybe try this or maybe say it this way, or have you thought about using the product like this? I find, so I have a team of now 15 girls who create content for all my clients. And a lot of these girls I've been working with for over six months. So yeah. they know my styling down to a T. Like they almost know what I'm going to say about the ad before I even say it. Yeah. And I think that because I've been able to develop these longer term relationships, the content just keeps getting better and better each week, as opposed to the burden of, I would say, like trying to contact like 20 influencers, sending out 20 different products, coming back with 20 different videos and trying to start that process over and over again. Yes. That would be music to a, a business's ears, knowing that you are doing the legwork training these team of creators to create the ideal piece of content that can work organically and as an ad. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So that's what, how brands will work with me. They know that like, I have these content creators I vetted. We're all like women between 25 and 34. So if you're an apparel brand, mascara or um, cosmetics, mm -hmm. lifestyle, they look at my portfolio. They see the girls on my team. They're like, great. Like those look like ads that could work for me if they were talking about my product. And I have a team of editors that will take the content and add the text overlays and make them perfect for TikTok. So that's been a really fun way that I like working with clients is that they just send all my girls products. I'm like, here's 15 girls. They're going to be perfect. Here's what they, yes. here's their, their ad examples. They send them all out. And then I just 
send them a Dropbox full of ads and they're like, great, I don't have to do anything. So that's, I love working with clients like that. I think it's, I love working on the creative side. And like I said, I think that having the right videos is what makes or breaks you on TikTok. So whether it's you getting that experience to get better and better videos or finding a good partner that, or an employee that understands TikTok really well and and can make those type of content that's going to perform well, it's a worthwhile investment for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds so exciting. I already know lots of people, lots of my clients that would be like, oh, I want to know more about that. about that team of content creators and and then obviously you manage in the ads for them. So do you also you manage ads across different platforms as well as TikTok? So I, when I started as a freelancer, I started working with brands primarily for Facebook ads in Google and Snapchat, um, but Facebook being the big focus. So I started as a media buying freelancer back in December of 2019. And so up until really this point last year, Facebook was my main focus, but with all the iOS 14.5 changes, I don't find it fulfilling to be media buying on Facebook anymore. I still have clients that we advertise on Facebook in addition to TikTok. And so I'll manage their Facebook campaigns, but TikTok is where I'm seeing the most opportunity. I think that because I've been early to the game, I've kind of figured out like the right structure for the ads, the right targeting, obviously the creative part. So I find it really exciting and fun when I see a brand that's already has a lot of the good stuff figured out. Like they have a good product, they have a good offer, they have a great website. They just need the right traffic. And then I'm like, okay, great. Well, I can make you some great videos and TikTok's going to be some, a good source of cheap traffic that converts. So I like working with TikTok because it gives me hope when a brand comes to me and they're like, oh, we're, we're brand new, we're a new brand. And we want to start advertising on Facebook. I don't like being the bad guy. So, and I feel like advertise being a media buyer on Facebook sets you up to be the bad guy and to be the bearer of bad news of like, oh, it's not working. Mm-hmm. It's really expensive. You're losing money. And I, I hate being that person. I'd rather be the person that's like, oh, like our TikTok's working really mm-hmm. well. <laughs> so I find that I have a lot more success with TikTok, which is why when I, now I'm only bringing on TikTok clients and I only have a, because I'm a freelancer, I can only work with a few clients at a time. So when I work with clients, I want to make sure they're ones that are going to be yeah. going to be fun to work on and we're going to see success. And it's not going to be like a pain to get on these calls and be like, oh yeah, the Facebook ads aren't working. Um, yes. so I just, I just don't find that to be enjoyable. And I don't think the brands do either to get the bad news all the time. No, exactly. And I think it's, it's a bit like that at the moment. In, well, you would hope so anyway, that ad freelancers and people like myself hopefully getting more and more picky and more and more honest with brands that come to them saying, look, I need, I want your help. I need to grow that there is a lot of saying no. And I know I do it a lot. You know, you're not necessarily ready for a coach because you've got to do a lot of X, Y, and Z first. And same for you. Like if you've got a crappy website, if you've got a product that hasn't been tested or there's simply not enough uniqueness about it it's not going to work. So if you get turned away by an ad manager or a coach or someone like that, you know, take it as a, as an opportunity and as a gift to think, okay, well, what, what are my foundational elements that I need to work on? Because you yeah. know, it is a long, tricky road. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's not it a get well. rich quick road. Let me tell you. <laughs> it's not. And I think it has that rap sometimes that especially mm-hmm. the whole drop shipping side of things, like 
I had someone contact me that does drop shipping and say, I need coaching because I've started a drop shipping business because I, I want to earn lots of money and, and not work very much. Mm. And I'm like, oh dear, <laughs> well, you're in for a rude shock because it, e-commerce isn't that. You know, you have to put a lot of investment, both money and time, blood, sweat and tears. Um, yeah. But it's good to know that we have some hope in the paid advertising world. <laughs> There's definitely hope. And I think no matter what, if you have a product that people like and they want, you're going to get sales and, and get attention. And it all comes down to trial and error and, and testing different platforms, seeing what works for you, seeing what what's going to be the right mix. So so yeah, I would say it's definitely, not, it's not a hopeless situation, even on Facebook and Instagram. Like there are clients that are doing well on Facebook and Instagram. So I know I sound like a lot of gloom and doom talking about them, but it's not, nothing is hopeless. And I think it's with every challenge, like iOS 14 and Facebook comes awesome opportunities, like figuring out a new channel and experimenting there. So people, like you said, when we first started this, people are still spending more time on their phones than ever. People are still trying to discover new brands and brands that have like a great product, like the word of mouth and the organic growth from that is tremendous. I think the brands that are struggling the most are the ones that never really invested in like understanding their customer, building up Mm -hmm. their community. They were simply relying on, I'm going to show someone a Facebook ad of this product and they're going to want to buy this product where now people like like I said, with um, wanting to understand the founder's story and a bit more about mm-hmm. the brand, they're being more conscious about their purchase decisions. Other things are in mind in terms of like what brands they want to purchase from, like like their social values and environmentally friendly, where it's produced. There's more things that people are thinking about. And I think there's also a distrust of people like getting some cheap drop shipping products that they saw a Facebook ad for. Like, oh, this is crap. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think that like you have to build up that trust from like your website experience, this the social validation from reviews, your Instagram, your TikTok. Like I would say it, it all plays into each other. People are looking at the whole picture. They're gonna be checking you out on Instagram before they buy. They're gonna be looking mm-hmm. at your TikTok. They're gonna be looking at reviews on your website. They're gonna be looking at your competitors to compare the price and the different mm-hmm. value propositions. So it is a holistic experience and you do have to keep optimizing every single one. Because even if you were a TikTok ads expert and you have the best video ad and the best creative, if someone comes to your website and your website's slow, your product's icky, you have no reviews, like people have that distrust of, is this going to be some, some cheap crap from China? <laughs> am, I, mm-hmm. am, I, am I even going to receive this product at my door? It's just a complete yeah. scam because there's so many scams out there. So there's so much that goes into building that trust along with building a great product and building great TikToks. There's so much to tackle. So totally, totally. And I couldn't agree more that it is that holistic picture and looking at your message and your foundations has never been more important. So for listeners who potentially can fit your ideal client, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. If you want to get in touch with me, my website is the social savannah.com. On my website, I also just released a TikTok course. So yes, I if saw you are, that. <laughs> it just <laughs> it just got live a couple of weeks ago. So it's all top of the line, fresh information about how I set up my campaign structure, the targeting, my creative recommendations. And that's where I'm really pushing most people that are looking to get started with TikTok to look at first is to 
get a good understanding of what the campaign structure is. So you're not lost. If you don't want to sign up for a TikTok ad account and be like, I don't want to make a mistake or do something wrong. I kind of just lay out the formulas of this is how you shut up your campaign. These are the audiences to target. These are the type of creatives you need. Here's how I work with creators. So I would hundred percent recommend taking the course if you're able to, and you're interested in learning about TikTok ads. And you can find that on my website, which is the And yeah, if you feel like you might be a good fit to work with my content creators, or if you need a freelance TikTok media buyer, I, I would love to get in touch too, which you can get in touch with me on my website. Amazing. That's so exciting. Thank you so much for sharing your time and your knowledge. It was lovely. Of course. Thanks for having me. It's such a great conversation. I appreciate it. Pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the e-commerce marketing society podcast. If you want to keep getting juicy marketing goodness into your ears each week, hit subscribe. So you don't miss an episode and be sure to please leave a five-star review on iTunes. So I can keep sharing all this good stuff with you. Until next time, keep taking those big or baby steps. I'm cheering you on every part of the way. Mm-hmm.